The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Anyway. Hey. Hello and welcome to... <laughs> hey. Hey. Hello Hi, and welcome. Welcome to the Rough House. I'm oh my Christoph. God. That's Christoph. I'm Marty. Oh my God. Now. I don't know where this is coming from. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Uh, episode uh, 212 of the Rough House podcast. The next uh, iteration of palindrome episodes uh, of the Rough House. Yes, thank yes. you very much. Oh, the the New York based episode of the Rough House podcast, the two one two. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We, Once we hit three ten, we head out to the West Coast. Yes, we're okay. exactly. Exactly. Three oh one, we're staying in the area that we don't want to go anywhere near this week. <laughs> uh, I have uh, friends who live in DC who are literally scheduling vacations to get out of town this week. They are wise. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Did you see yesterday they, uh, by the way, pro wrestling podcast, and of course we're getting vaguely political uh, at the beginning here. Did you see they they, uh, found a guy yesterday coming over from, uh, coming to D.C. from Virginia who had um, fake paperwork for the inauguration and also 500 bits of ammunition? That's it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A a cool 500. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, in the in the hands of a capable um, machine gun, which is available <laughs> to all American citizens, yeah. uh, you know, that goes quickly. So yes. there's a, a shockingly low number of uh, of munitions there. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It's questionable. Yeah. yeah. This, anyway, <laughs> gonna be a fun shit, week. Shit's popping off. Shit's gonna, gonna pop off. Gonna be a, a fun, fun week. Uh, it was, uh, at least in the world of pro res, uh, kind of a chill week. I mean. There were there was some big news at the top happened, of the week, yeah. But nothing was really of the level yeah. of, um, you know, no massive angles yeah. that I can uh, think of off the top of my head. Uh, you know. Unless you count Alexa Bliss shittily throwing a fireball in the face of Rand- of Randall Keith Orton, uh, uh, I do not. Okay, that well, is that is WWE go. being WWE, and WWE is off my radar, so it's the barely even moves a moves a needle in my brain. But speaking of radars. Chris, your radar changed a lot palindrome. this week. Yes, it is a palindrome. <laughs> as is Taco Cat. Um, radar your, race car. Yes, your your radar uh, changed quite a bit. There's there's a, a show we're going to talk about in a few minutes, but I wanted to see if you touched upon another show this week that w- would have expanded your your pro res horizons, as MLW yeah had the debut of Mil Muertes. Meeting Muertes with Salina de la Renta uh, yes. in the um, Katrina position. Yes. Um, yeah, I did. I have not had the opportunity to watch this yet. Um, mm-hmm. I do plan on checking it out. Um, 
did, did they I know you sent me a link, but that was was that for watching live or is that for a, I can watch it anytime you, situation? You can watch it anytime. Uh, okay. when, when MLW is on YouTube, you can watch it anytime. Oh, they just put their yeah. episodes on YouTube. Yes. Okay, yes. Cool. They, they put it on YouTube. Um, I believe there was also a match between the uh, Familia Von Eriks and the family La Parca. Yes. Uh, Los Parks becoming the new tag champions. Okay. All right. Yeah, Who's yeah. even, I mean, they, they've got a weird scattershot crew <laughs> in MLW. Low key's there. It's the only place I know of that he still works. It's Is he last... still doing the Hitman gimmick? Uh, no, no. Okay. Um, uh, Filthy Tom Lawler's there. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leo Rush he like one of, there. He was like one of the main guys, yes. right? Yeah, he's one of the yeah. top guys. Their top guy is Jacob Fatu. Um, I, mean, I keep hearing great things about that guy. Yeah. Now, uh, does he come by that name honestly? Is he another part of the Anawaii clan? He is. He is. Okay. Uh, and he also likes to do big Samoan splashes off the top of steel cages. Uh, he's, so. he's not a big guy, though. Uh, big-ish. He, he's he's not big-ish. like Rikishi big, but he's big enough. He's bigger like than Snuka, the Snuka size? Uh, probably closer to Umaga in size. In, in terms of width or height? Oh, width. Okay. Yeah. He's, right. he's, I didn't he's think he was that big. Dude. He's a thick okay. dude. All right. Um, but, you know, he's he's not Rikishi obese. Um, gotcha. So, you know, he's, he's, he's impressively big as opposed to hilariously big. Because Umaga was... Or was it Rikishi was one of the head shrinkers? Or were they both head shrinkers? Uh, Rikishi was one of the head shrinkers. Rikishi was one of the head shrinkers. Yes. Okay. Uh, Umaga right. was part of Three Minute Warning. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. All right. Multiple gimmick changes in a family with a lot of similarly shaped people. It gets yes. a little confusing. Yes. That family tree is uh, extensive. Yes. Uh, they do not believe in contraception in the Polynesian <laughs> Isles. Clearly not. Uh, uh, two things. Uh, pull out game week. Yeah. Two things I know about. I know about Samoan thanks to pro wrestling. Oh my neck. <laughs> two things I know about Samoan thanks to pro wrestling. One, you don't headbutt them. Two, you don't use uh, protection. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. all you got there. Uh, but the other reason why I wanted to ask you about MLW is the tease that was at the end of the show. Which was that apparently uh, MLW was owned by a group called Azteca Underground. Hmm. That seems about as close as you can get without copyright infringement to, yeah. a, uh, to, to a program of which I loved for four, well, loved for three and watched for four. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes that, that fourth season, a little hanky. Oh, God. Such yeah. a shame. Uh, yeah, so, it, I mean, the way I interpret that. Is that possibly MLW and is this still Court Bauer running things yeah, there? Yeah, Court Bauer's running things there, and and I can say, Chris, based off of uh, the little news bit in the Observer this week, your hunch is true. Okay, the yeah, intent, I did not get to the Observer. The intent is <clears throat> to pollinate as much Lucha Underground storytelling into MLW as they are legally able to. I mean. Cool. I'm like, legit, yeah. that's not, no, that's not I mean, ironic. That's, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Cool, that, awesome. I, this sounds like it's exactly what you would want. Like, now, uh, I, they, they've, they've made a very uh, big push over the past few years. Like, even before COVID, uh, their last major TV taping was in Tijuana. They're, they've done a lot of Lucha implementation into MLW. So it would not be a shock that they could get your Arrow stars and, and so on to try to bring elements of lucha underground right. back 
So that's my that's my thing is like a lot of people from Lucha Underground have gone on to bigger and better things mm-hmm. m- and well, mostly in part due to Lucha Underground giving them exposure to the American market. Right. Um, now, obviously, the the number one a number one get for them should be Luis Fernando Gill, a.k.a. Dario slash Antonio Cueto. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, he's a working actor who I'm sure right now is you know, having a hard time getting work. I can't imagine. Yeah, he's not an A-list guy yeah. as well as despite the fact that he should be because he's yes. amazing. Uh, but just to hear him say, ring the bell uh, <laughs> again, you know, it, it would be, it would be fantastic. But it's, uh, in regards to the people that they could get, I mean, most of their top guys are out. You know, Puma is, you know, mm-hmm. Flippy Ricky having 20 people deep dinners down in NXT. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you've got, uh, okay, let's, let's run through the list here. Rey Mysterio, WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Cage, AEW. Yes. Penta, Phoenix, uh, AEW. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cobra Moon, uh, a.k.a. Thunder Rosa, NWA slash AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luchasaurus, who technically storyline-wise was beheaded by Taya in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in Lucha Underground, is in AEW. Taya is yes. an impact. Yes. Um, let's see. We've got Ray Horace, who I believe mm-hmm. is currently signed El Dragon Azteca Jr., a.k.a. Uh, to Ring of Honor. Correct. Um, you've got, let's see, Daga. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a free agent. Free agent could go to MLW. Okay, that's All an right. option. Uh, let's see, Reclusa, aka Chelsea Green, WWE, uh, Vampiro, Triple A. Let's not. Probably let's not. Play fucking music. Um, Let's see. Uh, Matt Stryker, as we saw last night, is now the new uh, commentary guy for Impact. Oh, Maker. I've got I've got questions about how that went. You know what? Uh, in, in you put him next to Josh Matthews, and <laughs> the 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 uh, amount of, uh, of of quality goes up in a significant manner. Uh, problems with Striker aside, yeah. you know he's pretty good at his job. Yeah, uh, and maybe that's just me getting so used to his rhythm and his way of uh, commentating during the uh, Lucha Underground years. That's mm-hmm. that's saying that, but um, you know, anyway, uh, let's see who else do we have here? Johnny Mundo, uh, mm-hmm. aka John Morrison, is in WWE. We've got Willie Mack is in Impact. Mm-hmm. Joey Ryan wants nothing to well wrestling the wants business nothing to do wants with Joey nothing Ryan. To do with R- Joey Ryan and yeah. Joey Ryan was nothing to do with Lucha Underground yeah. um, or anything in uh, regard. Uh, what, what, what about um, a Famous B? I uh, do not know what's been up with Famous B. That would be uh, that would be a fun get get that um, gimmick going back. And uh, what was her name? Brenda? Yeah. Ha- Holly? Holly? Meowie? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I follow her on Instagram. She posts some good stuff every now and then. Um, uh, we- Drago. Yeah, Drago and uh, and an Arrow Star, I believe, are both in- involved in AAA. Which means. Uh, Theoretically, it's a possibility there. Uh, Uh, Jake Hager, (laughs) Jake Strong is is in AEW. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You can get Vinny Massaro. Yeah, Vinny Massaro (laughs) needs good old Vincenzo there. Yeah, Um, Yeah, beyond being entertaining on Twitter. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think who else that that I can recall from from the the Lucha Underground side of things that 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 might be open and available. Uh, That's just all the top of my head. If I looked up the roster, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean Jeff Cobb, of course, but he's New Japan. But maybe he could pop up and do something. Um, Yeah, I think that I think that's about. Oh, uh, Paul London and and his. Cavalcade of uh, circus. Oh, yeah, people. we haven't heard from Paul London in quite some time, have we? Yeah, he's been <clears throat> acting. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, it's like B-list horror and action movies, but he's he's an actor now. Okay. All right. Let's see. Who will we miss? Sexy Star. She's kind of blacklisted, too. Yeah. Which <clears> means MLW probably would use her, considering they use uh, low-key. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Blue Demon Jr., who I think is... Is he with CMLL now? Uh, yes. I believe you're correct. Oh, no, no, no. He was a Triple Mania. I'm sorry. That is Triple Oh, oh you know what? You're uh, right. I, I take that back. Uh, Evil East is AEW, Son of Havoc. Um, mm-hmm. Haven't seen much from uh, from uh, Matt Cross recently. Yeah, what the hell? He could Throw be him one. in there. Chavo, I think, has worked his way into the, uh, the entertainment side of the business. Yeah, but uh, in turn probably needs something to do right i'm sure now. he would show up uh melissa is melissa santos raising babies uh mm-hmm. conan um i guess conan yeah yeah possibility he's, he's there. buddies with uh court bauer so okay all right on, uh, uh, his podcast is on court bauer's podcast network so okay all right so yeah that, those are kind of the jack evans and angelico are in aew mm-hmm. uh uh kill shot is in uh nxt yep Sammy, uh, Sammy Callahan's an impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, pretty much everybody has gone on to, uh, somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. So not too many, too many people available, but you know, if they want to try and make something of it, uh, you have my attention now. It's just on you to, uh, draw me in and really keep my attention. Uh, I will, I will check out the, at least the Mil bits of, um, Oh, that MLW show there. So, uh, oh, yeah, Ijo, El Ijo del Fantasma, King Cuerno, uh, NXT. Justin Gabriel was uh, – was is he still Ring of Honor? He, yeah, I think he Did re-signed he, too. Didn't he break his legs again or something Probably. like that? Probably, knowing him. Uh, I know he was a COVID denier too, so that's fun. Yeah, Tejano uh, could be a possibility there. Oh, uh, Marty DeMarth Martinez. You know, oh, he would be – Bengala. They could sign Bengala. They could sign Bengala. If you're going to bring in Bengala, you have to bring in uh, Pimpinella Escarlita as well, please. See, uh, more options. But yeah, Marty the Moth, definitely available. He would be he would be a good pickup for him, I think. Yeah, because uh, I don't think he's done anything with Rat. All I know is he doesn't he does streams on Twitch. Yeah. That's all I see see yeah. him do on the socials. So um, you know what, MLW, uh, I wish you luck. I hope uh, you know you can kind of skirt the uh, legal side of things and uh, and make something of it because the story was left unfinished. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're not going to get uh, Barrett, uh, Wade Barrett, to yeah. to do anything. I did not know he was still doing commentary for NXT. I he, thought that was just like a, a he, week or two thing. It was supposed to be, but with uh, Morrow dropping out, he became the full-time guy. I guess his – well, I guess now with the acting you know, movies – yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, movie production being slowed down. Barrett's so really good on it. commentary. Like, he's, is he? he's genuinely good. Like, uh, he's That's color, right? Uh, yes, not quite Nigel level. Um, I miss Nigel. I think I think he might be doing NXT UK again, though. I mean, it would um, make sense because that's where he went back to the UK during the uh, yeah the, the pandemic. The Rona. Um, but yeah, uh, he's he's quite good at his job. So um, it's know. him and Vic Joseph. Yes, correct. Okay, all right. So, the next in the Michael Cole school of uh, broadcasters. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and probably, Cole III. <laughs> probably much like uh, Michael Cole, probably very good when he doesn't have someone in his ear. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. nevertheless, Chris. Speaking of new wrestling shows that uh, you don't typically give your time to, I'd like to uh, bring something back from the Rough House archives. Oh, yeah. And now it's time for the Rough House podcast. T-N-A-Impact 
So last night was Impact's Hard to Kill pay-per-view. And in a sentence that has not been uttered on the Rough House in some time, one of us watched an Impact pay-per-view. I I don't think I've ever watched a TNA or Impact pay-per-view before last night. It was me. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, It was just a, you know... Spur of the moment, uh, my buddy Russell was like, hey, you guys want to come over for Impact Hard to Kill with Omega? I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I mean, uh, I personally <clears throat> was vaguely interested in in the main event of this show. Uh, and then something happened during the week that took away my vague interest of, of the show. So yeah. originally the main event of Hard to Kill was set as a six-man tag. Uh, AEW World Champion Kenny Omega and Impact Tag Team Champions The Good Brothers, being Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Uh, it was scheduled to be them against the Impact World Champion uh, Rich Swan, Baltimore's own, uh, mm-hmm. and the Motor City Machine Guns of Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley. Of course, as mentioned here many times, I'm a big Shelley fanboy. Yes. And the concept of Omega and Shelley mixing it up was more than enough for me to get excited about one match on this pay-per-view. That said, on Thursday, I think it was, Thursday or Friday, uh, Friday. uh, it was announced that Alex Shelley was off of the show. Shelley doing a video update uh, Saturday morning explaining he didn't have COVID, he's not injured, but in the interest of safety... Uh, his situation is a complex one and he wanted to make sure that nobody was at risk at hard to kill. What I was thinking is cause Shelly's shoot job, uh, is he's he an athletic is, trainer, right? Uh, physical therapist, physical uh, therapist. I'm thinking maybe it was a scenario where he doesn't have COVID, but maybe someone in his office was exposed and, mm-hmm. and something like that, but he didn't want to blow up his shoot job spot. I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, he was being replaced with moose. Yeah, so clearly not only was the interest of the match dipped down because of the absence of Alex Shelley, it dipped down a bit more when Moose was announced. Yes. And I will be the first one to, uh, you know, take my foot out of my mouth and and say something. Moose impressed the fuck out of me last night. Interesting. Interesting. I've seen Moose (laughs) a handful of times, and he's never really stuck with me. And... His outside of the ring shenaniganry has also never impressed me. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I didn't think his like they you know did some backstage stuff because it was now a apparently Moose and Rich Swan have had some beef over the past couple months, yeah, so that yeah. led an interesting angle on that team going into the match. The can they coexist sort of situation. Mm-hmm. So the 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 pre match vignettes and and backstage stuff, you know, his performances weren't amazing, but. Uh, when it came down to brass tacks and they got into the ring for this main event, uh, I I was impressed. I mean, he's a, he's a physically imposing dude. Dude was a linebacker in the mm-hmm. in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, so you know he's a good athlete. But he, I, I was like you, I I had seen him a couple times in the in Ring of Honor, <clears throat> but I think it was more towards the beginning of his career. Mm-hmm. And I will say he has progressed to the point where you know he was doing uh, standing backflips and he, uh, you know, Omega was sitting on the uh, top turnbuckle and he uh, ran up the ropes and did a top rope Spanish fly onto with Omega, which mm-hmm. impressed the hell out of me. Um, there were a couple other uh, good spots in there that I was like, okay, all right, Moose, I see you. You've, uh, yeah. you know, got, got me eating a little crow here. So, uh, you know, uh, 
I would see in a company like Impact where, you know, he's a he's a top guy because, mm-hmm. you know, you're an Impact. <laughs> the, 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 right. the selection isn't quite as uh, as, as deep. The wine list isn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not especially getting, on uh, the, the men's side of the roster. Yeah. It is, it is uh, not not a particularly strong roster. Um, I mean, even the Observer uh, review here that I have in front of me said Moose was the MVP of the match, which says a lot when you have guys like Rich Swan, Chris Sabin, and Kenny Omega in there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that's not to diminish what Swan and Omega and um, Sabin did. Sabin had some fun spots. Rich Swan is always fun to watch, although mm-hmm. it's so weird to look at him without a beard. I'm so used to sitting <laughs> with the beard. His, his clean-shaven face is just odd to me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, the, the match... It was a fun six-man uh, tag, you know. Would I say it's worth the forty bucks for a pay-per-view? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But you know, you'll catch some highlight and gift form on Twitter, and you get all the good stuff out of it. Um, <laughs> but you know, it was it was it was it was the best match of the night by far. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was. I, I don't. Then I tweeted this out. I don't know when Eddie Edwards turned into Wish.com. <laughs> Kevin Owens, because yeah. that's kind of what he looks like these days. Yeah, uh, I, I, puffed I, out a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I think it started when his feud with Sammy Callahan started. There was the whole like bat shoot bat shot thing yeah. or whatever, and uh, that that's when Eddie basically became a hardcore guy. And they had a a barbed wire rope match. Is that right? Yeah, uh, barbed wire massacre. I yeah. believe they were calling it. So like one side of the ring was covered with. Uh, just it was one quarter of a steel cage, just on that one side of the ring. Okay. Uh, another side of the ring had barbed wire around the ropes. Another side of the ring had like uh, barbed wire laced weapons hanging from it, and the fourth side ha- had uh, on the outside of the ring was, you know, uh, cardboard or particle board with barbed wire on it. So, so each, each side board, of the yeah, ring, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there were a couple barbed wire boards in the ring as well. But um, yeah, this. It, this didn't this this wasn't it <laughs> okay uh, you know callahan has been mostly miss i feel in his career uh, but he's the another, draw chris uh, the uh, draw maybe in what was it ove or whatever the <laughs> fuck his thing was yeah, or yeah. whatever um yeah that that match wasn't it and you know i, I was thinking back because i was talking to, to uh Derek and russell about it. i was like eddie edwards used to be the fucking he was like a, a kyle o'reilly guy with yeah, uh yeah, yeah. you know with davy richards and mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. a, yeah, a wrestler a grappler uh yeah. you know and now he's just regulated uh fucking shorts and car uh, uh hardcore stuff i'm like that's a it's a bit of a shame for old edward edwards there yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> mean ass parents good old eddie eddie um yeah. uh of the other things on the show that sounded interesting um how was diana Prazo versus taya valkyrie i was a little disappointed oh, um and this is gonna come as a shock mostly because of taya uh <laughs> did not really hold up uh i uh, and i don't oh god here it comes don't take this the wrong way, mm-hmm. roughhouse listeners. But she's a little, uh, little larger than she was in Lucha. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think most of that comes from her chest area because them okay. titties were popping. Um, <laughs> but I feel like uh-huh. it may have affected her cardio because uh, gotcha. it didn't seem 
Now, like, now, she now, could keep up with Diana Peraza. Are, are you saying she's put on mass in a muscle way or perhaps fallen out of routine? The, the, the reason I had a disclaimer because of it should answer yeah. that question. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I just wanted to clarify I, I understood. I don't uh, want to – because fat, I, I'm not fat shaming. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm just getting that you know there there are times in, in wrestling when uh, athletes, male and female, have put on uh, – a lot of muscle mass, yeah. perhaps in the not most um, healthy way. natural of ways. Yeah. Uh, yes, and yes, yes. it's screwed with their cardio. So I was trying to understand, right. is, is this an issue where maybe she has gone too hard with the supplements or has not gone hard enough with yeah. uh, the workouts in quarantine? Which, hey, look, everybody put on the quarantine 15. I get it. Yeah, and you know her husband's out making WWE money again, so yeah. you know maybe she maybe she doesn't have to uh, bust her ass as much. Uh, I mean, she was in a title match. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it wasn't a bad match. It just didn't live up to the expectations I had for it. Yeah. Um, Deanna Peraza looked good, uh, but yeah, it just seemed like like Taya couldn't keep up, and that's just my shitty fat basement dwelling opinion. Uh, <laughs> take that how you will, yeah. but you know I was a little disappointed in that match. There was also a uh, a knockouts tag championship match mm-hmm. with um, Kira Hogan and another lady against Havoc and another uh, lady. Kira Ho- it was Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Known as Fire and Flavor. I've heard of Kira Hogan. She's been in Impact for a hot minute at this point. Uh, Tasha Seals, I was unfamiliar with, but they were yeah. a fun tag team. That was a yeah. that was a fun tag team match. There was a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff, uh, a lot of good stuff in there. They they uh, ended up defeating Havoc and Nevea. Right? Yeah, Heaven, Heaven spelled, spelled backwards. backwards. Uh, basically, this is the uh, the partners of Ove. Uh, ah. Nevaeh is married to whichever Christ brother was not fired and uh, <laughs> Havoc is uh, Sammy Callahan's partner in real life so that's Got. that's how that works wow yeah that's a lot of that's a lot of meat bumping <laughs> bumping meats in the, the the different kind of way there yeah yeah right, um, right, also yeah. I saw there was a, a a debut in the impact zone as who's that in the impact zone but professional wrestling figure fan Matt Cardona. <laughs> uh, that's had... the most apt description <laughs> of him I've ever heard in my life. Uh, he he popped up an impact, so well I, done, I, I, I guess his cup of Hot coffee marks. with AEW is officially done. I mean, you know, he had like a what four appearance deal or something, something and like that. Yeah, burned through know. those pretty quickly, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, I will say this uh, better than Sean Spears. So yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's that he because um, Ace Austin, I think is his name, was mm-hmm. carrying around some kind of trophy slammy uh, rip off type the thing. Super X Cup tur- sure. uh, tournament trophy. That was okay. a few weekends ago. Right. Yeah. And he was talking about how something like he didn't have a match going on or whatever. Yeah, and he then was not on the card. Scott Demore came out. Who? This is the first time I've ever seen seen Scott Demore. I've read his name a hundred times. Yeah, and never, never had him? an idea of what he looked like. I'm like who's this tubby lard? Who's not? <laughs> who's not Bruce Pritchard over there? You're like, oh, it's it's Scott Demore. I was like, oh, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Because yeah. um, Callus is obviously busy being Omega's second, so I yes. guess Scott Demore is taking over the. Or has, was he always the on screen? He uh, in more recent memory, he was. Uh, he is. Okay. Um, he. Uh, I mean, first time I saw him, he was the. Hype man for uh, Team Canada in Impact, which was okay. Um, 
Petey Williams and Eric Young and, and some other folks. So he was like their manager. That's how yeah. we, that's how I first saw him, you know, in the mid two thousands. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I guess he's become like the on screen GM. Uh, and, uh, I, I've heard a lot of positive things about Ace Austin. I've yet to see him perform. How was he here or was it kind of a quick squash? It well, it wasn't even a squash. It was, you know, uh, the first time Cardona started to get some offense in, uh, Ace Austin's second, uh, big guy. Uh, I don't know his Mad name. Madman Fulton. That's the one. Was that yeah. was that the same Fulton that was in NXT way back yes, in the day? Yes, the 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 Sawyer Fulton. Yes, the member of Sanity who had been mine hauled. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I knew the Fulton name sounded familiar. I wasn't sure if it was the same dude or not. Couldn't have picked him out of a fucking lineup. But yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as Ace Austin started to uh, you know get some heat, uh, big guy came in and and got a DQ win gotcha. for uh, for Cardona. So they didn't. It'll it'll lead to something down the road, probably at their next pay per view in April, which I will not see. But, uh, <laughs> but even yeah, if they run really Rich get... Swan versus Kenny Omega, because it feels like that's what they're building to. I mean, maybe. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll, okay. uh, you know, we'll okay. have to see. There's a lot of stuff that'll happen in between now and then. Yes. Um, also, Joe Doring. Yeah, Dar- Joe Doring of All Japan Pro Wrestling fame is that guy's is... a fucking monster. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's teamed up with Eric Young there, right? Yeah, yeah. The purveyors of violence or something along those lines. Okay. Uh, there was a six man tag. I was like, that guy is just a gigantic human being. Yeah. Uh, so he, he stood out literally <laughs> amongst the <laughs> other five guys in the match. Uh, and I think they, that, that was the match that they went against Tommy dreamer and Rhino. And, um, one, it was like the Diener cousins or something. They okay. split up and one of them was with dreamer and Rhino, oh, okay, and the other was okay. with, uh, daring and, uh, EY. So I was, you know, I was trying to pick up on, you know, all these storytelling as it was happening. Uh, all, you know, all in all, uh, you know, the highlights were the main event and, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mentioned the epic confrontation of, uh, all ego, <laughs> Ethan page versus karate man, <laughs> which about that. was, um, absurd in a very funny way like okay. shot on total green screen um at one <laughs> the, the 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 bit that popped me hard is karate man was doing like a Liu Kang type bicycle kick mm-hmm. where you could tell that he was just laying on his back on a green screen doing these kicks in the air but <laughs> they, they raised him up a bit because it's green yeah. screen and yeah. then you know page his character is just like selling on this ba- basically like, he pulled a mortal combat with himself yeah, yeah, and it was it was the second most entertaining thing on the show. So, uh, okay. you know, that's a loss for Impact because that's that was the end, I believe, of his uh, his contract, right? Uh, yeah, this actually, this was appearance? taped well before the end of his contract. So his okay. contract was up on January first. He apparently ah. taped this back in November. Okay, um, and and they just aired it last night. Uh, w- rumor and scuttlebutt has him going to WWE. Good luck. Yeah, man, Godspeed. you're speed. You know, I, I haven't seen much of the guy. He's got a good yeah. look. Apparently, he's a good promo. Yeah, um, but uh, the you're most swimming in the most I've seen views. of him is his work with Josh Alexander as the North. Yeah, um, they had some tag matches, which I checked out. So that, that's like the most impact I've watched in recent memory. I've heard a few different North tag matches were good, so I I looked them up individually. Gotcha. Um, but uh, uh, Josh Alexander still under 
contract with Impact for at least yep. another year, I believe. And he was yeah. on the pre-show against Brian Myers. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, shame that duo is getting split up because I could see them in the mix in AEW with the Bucks and Hybrid 2 and Top Flight and all those guys. But well, At this point, there's too many tag teams in AEW. So Fair, fair. <laughs> they need uh, to, you know... <laughs> yeah. Flush, flush it out a little bit. We'll get to AEW and what may happen in the tag picture in a couple of minutes. But yeah, so that was that was impact. Um, okay. You know, there was no we were hoping or expecting maybe some kind of big angle after the tag match. Not so much. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Uh, the good bros celebrated after uh, Omega hit a one winged angel on uh, Rich Swan. The AEW world champion pinned the impact world champion on the impact pay-per-view. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, I get it because if anybody else around the world was like us, uh, you know, they checked out this pay-per-view because of this. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure their buy rates will be higher than they have been in the past. Um, But dozens of thousands as opposed to singles of thousands. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's an alternative show. Yes. Uh, I think, you know, maybe if there was a Jordan Grace match on the pay-per-view, my my opinion may have been a little higher. But but then you uh, couldn't have watched it at a friend's house unless you guys are a lot tighter than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Well, our wives were there, too, so it would have been uh, either really awkward or really awesome. I'm not sure how how it would have panned out, but uh, there was a, you know, there was a Well, now that you have a house, Chris, you can just throw those keys in a bowl, you know what I'm saying? Go for it. Comes on the old uh, tuck into the waistband bit. You know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and pull Never up fails. and talk Never about fails. this. The World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> For over 50 uh, years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Way to make me go from midnight to six real quick. Martin. Yeah, Thanks. so Drew McIntyre has COVID. Yeah. That was, a- that was the biggest thing coming out of WWE this week. Their world champion testing positive for COVID. I did a video uh, promo. Well, he did two video promos on Raw, mm. which was the most interesting bit. The first one was him explaining that though he, uh, he has COVID, he tested positive for COVID, he's not experiencing any symptoms, and he hopes to be back to the ring soon. And then basically affirming that, in theory, he should be back to the ring soon. Uh, he cut another promo later on Raw uh, where he accepted Goldberg's challenge for the Royal Rumble. So that's cool. going to happen. Um, and In also, two weeks' time. Yeah. Uh, yes, two weeks from today, uh, as we record on Sunday the 17th. Uh, it's going to be Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre. Also on Raw, Triple H showed up. Uh, my my biggest worry and concern was Triple H was going to declare himself champion or he's going to declare that it was going to be Triple H versus Goldberg at uh, the Rumble for the belt, which I'm sure had to have been discussed for uh, at least I'm a sure bit. it's still in their back pocket as the last minute <laughs> fix, should they need it. Right, right. Um, but uh, instead, it ended up being Triple H versus Randy Orton in the main event. Wow, by, what a fresh match. And by Triple never H seen versus before. Randy Orton in the main event, I mean they, uh, Triple H was wrestling in a t-shirt and jeans. Uh, uh, they brawled for three minutes. Uh, Randy Orton's face got busted open, like his cheek got busted open. And then uh, all of a sudden, uh, lights go out. Then there's Randy Orton without a busted open cheek uh, with Alexa Bliss standing in front of him. And Alexa Bliss threw a fireball in his face. Uh, and uh-huh. that was raw. On the SmackDown side of things... <laughs> Uh, good news? Question mark. Uh, no more scrap daddy in the main event. 
you know, I'd kind of worked myself up into, uh, you know, mentally preparing for that match. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Scrap Daddy doesn't get his uh, main event push anyway. Scrap Daddy scrapped. No Adam Pierce in the main event as in a show long angle. Roman Reigns wanted to have a new contract signed. He wanted to make it a last man standing match. And he did get that contract signed. But what he didn't anticipate was that in the process of trying to get it signed, that Adam Pierce would get it changed. And it's going to be in a last man standing match. Roman Reigns defending against. Kevin Owens. So Reigns now, I'm, Owens I'm no, round five. I'm no lawyer, but I'm pretty sure if you change the terms of a contract after one person has signed it, yeah. it's null and void. But not not so much in the world of wrestling, it turns out. You know, yeah. like I said, I'm just a non-attorney representative. I'm yeah, not sure yeah, how I'm exactly just a frozen caveman go. lawyer. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> not used to the way you do things. Here. Oh, I miss you, Phil Hartman. What do you think Phil Hartman would be up to these days? Had uh, his end not come tragically as it did. Uh, I feel like he would be in the like John Mulaney rotation of guy who hosts SNL once a year for sure. Like maybe maybe a sitcom that had a yes. a, a long run. I mean, he oh, was on. Uh, he would have was he on news radio. He was on he was news on? radio. Um, he so he probably would have been on another sitcom or three, and also he Simpsons would, he, yeah, he would be on The Simpsons, um, and maybe the Golden Years would have lasted longer. Uh, but also he would have been the character he was supposed to be on Futurama, Zap Brannigan, and that would have been even more amazing than it ended up being. Oh wow! You know, I never heard that that was supposed to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Like yeah. absolute perfect sense. Yeah, would have been. Oh, wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Whomever ended up doing Zap Brannigan did a did a great job. Billy West. That was, it was Billy West. Yeah, man, he's the king. Yeah, Damn. he is. Uh, sweetest guy in the world too. Did a convention really? with him up in Canada and ran into him in like hey? the hotel Starbucks. Nicest guy in the world. You bump into a lot of people at hotel Starbucks. Yeah. Well, they tend to put us all in the same hotel, and surprise, surprise, we all go to the, the Starbucks instead of look for something better. Yeah. <laughs> uh. You know, it's there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that 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 is. Uh, there you go. There, there's your secret tip of the day from your friends at the Rough House. Find out which hotel yeah. all the people at a convention are staying at, and go to the Starbucks, and you'll see celebrities. Granted, they're just trying to get coffee, so don't bother them. But, right, but you can see them. Yeah, you can get the weird joy of seeing Tommy Dreamer order a frappuccino at 9 a.m. or whatever. Extra whip. Yeah. 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 Um, can you put some polka dot sprinkles on there, please? <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about from SmackDown this week, Chris, is yes. ba- Bailey has a talk show now. Okay. She's still a heel and the She's champ? Still is she heel. still a champ? Uh, she is not a champ. Oh, and, Sasha's a champ. That's right. uh, yes. The name of her show is Ding Dong Hello. <laughs> now, is she interviewing peni- penises? Uh, no. Is she interviewing no. dicks? Uh, no. She Hello, was Ding Dong. She was interviewing Bianca Belair, and, and the gimmick is that uh, there's a fake door, a stool for the guests, and Bailey has a comfortable chair. Before she lets the guest on the show, they have to ring the doorbell on the fake door. <laughs> I've said it once before, and I will say it again. Bailey is one of like three people actually delivering on the terrible premises of the WWE. Uh, <sighs> it was a great segment. It sounds like death on paper, but she made this work. This is a concept that will be shot down in the Sesame Street writing room. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
Oh, boy. Okay. The other uh, thing worth noting is Shinsuke Nakamura is getting a main event push again. Cool. Turned face, has his old theme back, beat Jey Uso. And, uh, they changed looked, his theme? Uh, when he turned heel, he had, like, the weird Japanese rap rock remix of it. Do you not remember this? Uh, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they changed his theme when he went heel a few years ago. Typically, I would remember yes. a, a rap rock hybrid yes. sort of thing, because that was my that was my wheelhouse yeah, that, back that, in the that, early that's aughts. That's shit. Yeah, um, but uh, it, it went back to the rising sun, and, uh, you know, huh. he's, he's a full face again. Is he, uh, is he not associated with Cesaro anymore? Not associated with Cesaro anymore. He, he did the whole rope taunt, whole nine. So, uh Looks like okay. we might be getting a gold watch run for uh, Shinsuke later this year. What? Uh, hmm. He's been there a number of years at this point. Yeah, what, four, uh, I think four years, five, sixteen. Uh, I'll have to see. Hang on. So this would be his fifth year. So this Nakamura may, yeah, it may be the end of his. Uh, versus Zane. When was Nakamura versus Zane? That was twenty sixteen. So yeah, uh, he's been with the company uh, almost five years. So yeah, if he signed five years, this is this would be it. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay, all right. Is he going for a championship or something? Uh, they are they are basically setting him up for Roman Reigns because that's who uh, Jay and Roman beat up in the um, in the gauntlet match last week to give the win to Adam Pierce. So Shinsuke Nakamura wins wins the Royal Rumble is what you're saying? Uh, possibly. It, it's certainly possible that Shinsuke hmm. wins his second Royal Rumble this year. Oh my god! I forgot he already won one. Holy yes, shit! It was the it was same, the same year, year as Oscar won. Yeah, yeah no. they went super Japanese and they blew it on both because yeah, Oscar got sacrificed because that was the AJ Styles uh, knock match Shinsuke where they shit the bed. Man, that match was terrible. Not terrible. It was just not very good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that because that was let's see, that was WrestleMania thirty. Wait, hold on. It wasn't Dallas. It wasn't. No, it couldn't have been. Then where was that fucking WrestleMania? Was that New Orleans? I think you're correct. Because I, I think it was the same year that uh, Daniel Bryan came back in a tag match. Right in New Orleans, which was the most poetic thing. Yeah, you know where he won the title at thirty at WrestleMania thirty. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. That's- interesting. You mentioned WrestleMania. As there's been some WrestleMania news in the past twenty four hours. Oh, uh, announced during the NFL playoff game last night. Uh, in a video package that included okay. Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, Sasha Banks, and John Cena, the <laughs> WrestleMania report announced. John Cena? Yes, John Cena. The WrestleMania report announced the dates for the ne- dates and locations for the next three WrestleManias. Whoa! So Tampa, Florida, which was originally supposed to have it this year, mm-hmm. or this past year, twenty twenty, right, will be getting it. On April 10th and April 11th, as WrestleMania 37 goes to Tampa. Okay. So it's a two-day show, April at 10th, the, April at 11th. At the stadium. At Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. And With as people. of this morning, they are intending to have people at the venue. Are they going to cap the amount of people they're going to have at the venue? Uh I, let me let me see what's said uh, from a Saturday press release in coordination with local partners and government officials. WWE will announce ticket availability and safety protocols for WrestleMania 37 in the coming weeks. So, oh, boy. So this will be WrestleMania subtitle super spreader. Yes. Yes. 
So WrestleMania 37 coming at you with COVID April 10th and 11th. Then 2022, if we all still live there, WrestleMania 38 will be back in Arlington, Texas at AT AT&T Stadium. Then uh, April 2023, uh, what was originally supposed to be this year's location, the SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California, will get WrestleMania 39. Dang. Okay. All right. So it's a uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So the next Good luck. three WrestleManias are currently planned. I don't think you stadiums. could pay me to go to. You know, first of all, I don't think you could pay me to go to another WrestleMania, even in a pre-COVID <laughs> situation. I did not have a good time at 35, what? man. That was... I remember so vividly, Chris, you and the Leica lads giving me shit for being like, you know what? I don't I, I don't need to be there. I, it'll be better to watch on TV. I don't need to be there. Again, eight crow, foot in mouth situation yes. there. Yeah, that was the drizzling. I mean, it was... Cool to be there for Becky winning, I guess, but it didn't happen till twelve thirty a.m. We've yeah. been sitting in those seats since six p.m. Yep. Uh, Don't get was... me wrong; the Leica lads got their last laugh when they got tickets to New Japan MSG for like ten dollars, and they were sitting like behind us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, they did. I didn't. I paid yeah. fucking top dollar for that shit. Yes. <sighs> yeah, that was a that was a blurst. Uh, <laughs> blurst not, not, not the best move uh, of, of ours there, but yeah, uh, I I had no interest in going to a stadium. But imagine just thinking less than three months from now being Fuck, in no. a stadium with thousands of people. I'm amazed no. that 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 it's even a possibility. I mean, look, I know it's Florida. It's Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rick Scott's in the you know is, he's he's jerking McMahon under the table right here. So yeah. you yeah. know I, by McMahon I mean Linda. Yeah. I, Huge yeah. clip. I I I don't know what the. <laughs> I, I, you I, tried to no sell that. You tried. I, I, you tried. I give you credit. You tried. I'm sorry. I did, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what they're Ouch. thinking. I don't know why why they would do that. But speaking they're of thinking about the bottom line and money, 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 money. What else does Vince McMahon ever fucking think about, Marty? Fair point. Speaking yeah. though of stadium events that are happening in Florida this year, the Royal Rumble is coming up in a few weeks, and I wanted to ask you, Chris. In this, the time of COVID, how the fuck do you do a 30-man battle royal? Um, <clears throat> by not giving a fuck like the, Vin- like the Vince McMahon <laughs> WWE does. I mean, typically you don't want that many people huddled together, but yeah. if they're all undergoing the I mean, the even during the New Japan protocols, Rumble that they did this year at Wrestle Kingdom, like, they, they spread out, like, how many guys were in the ring. Are we going to have a scenario where it's basically going to be two to four guys in the ring at a time? And, you know, no one gets like no. that big, like Kane or big show. Like I just eliminated 15 guys moment. No, there's going to be 10 plus people in the ring at one time. <laughs> They're going to be breathing and sweating and spitting on each other. Yeah. And that's just, it's a Royal Rumble. You How think many Vincent people Kennedy of... McMahon is going to change the Royal Rumble Fair because point. of a global pandemic? Fair are you point. high? How many people of the 30 do you think are going to get pulled out day of show due to COVID testing? Oh my God! I will <laughs> a conservative four. Four? All right, I'm gonna go six. 
I'm six? Go okay. Right. Yeah, we'll we're, mark we're, it down in the history books. Yeah, yeah. Four for Chris, six for me. We'll we'll see how that plays out. But um So do you get do you get do I get the under and you get the over there? Because that's uh, not uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to be dead on. Um <laughs> you know what? push it five. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how we're doing this? All right, all right. Well we we'll go with uh we'll go one dollar. That's that's my new offer. I will Venmo you a dollar if it's <laughs> if it's six or more people pulled. Uh, I'll I'll Venmo you five because of the hilarity of it. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, look, fuck, it sucks. It's stupid. I yeah. know, but I, Vince McMahon is not going to change how he. I can guarantee you. He's not going to. It'll be just like a typical Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, you know, there'll be a couple. A couple returns, hopefully not anybody who's too uh, immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not expecting the Ric, Ric Flair to go in there and it'd be Woo! Rumble 92 all over again or whatever. Who knows, but, um, though? In this day and age? I mean, what the hell? Let let Rick go. I mean, when you when you have a, a – granted, not as good as they used to be. But when you have a mainstream blog like Deadspin posted an article titled, Is WWE Trying to Kill Ric Flair? I, I think there's some some concern out there for how often they're putting him on television, uh, especially now that the new gimmick is Lacey Evans is banging him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which, I, and I, I haven't seen anything about this aside from that it's happening. I mean, Lacey Evans is uh, spitting uh, doppelganger almost of Charlotte yep. uh, in certain, so that makes it even fucking creepier. Yeah, in a very uh, Ivanka esque sort of way. It's very creepy uh, and very if, weird. If, if uh, woo, if she wasn't my daughter, I'd be banging her, and now I am. Yes. Anyway, yeah, let's, talk about, let's talk about another part of WWE real quick. What? Oh, are, are we are we your kind? Oh, thanks for that. In NXT this week, the Dusty Classic started. The men's version, the women's version. Listen here, next baby week. brother. We're gonna get some random ass NXT motherfuckers together, put them in a tag team, and they're gonna win the whole damn thing against established tag teams. That's a Dusty Cup, baby brother. That's right. And uh, the team that looks like they might be going all the way is the mysterious new tag team of MSK. Murder, sex, kill. <laughs> the former <laughs> Rascals yeah. made their debut on NXT this week. Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz have brand new names. As Please. Zachary Wentz is Nash Carter, which makes him sound like a third round draft pick for the NBA. And <laughs> Desmond Xavier <laughs> is Wes Lee. Wesley what? No, no, Wes Space Lee. Last uh, name Lee, first name Wes. I see. Well, that's which means terrible. his legal name is Wesley, Wesley Lee. Lee. Is, well, he was hanging out with Edward Edwards for a while, <laughs> so fair you point. Know. <laughs> fair point. <laughs> it all, you know, it all comes. It all comes back there. Did we get a uh, a Triple H pointing at both of them picture? You're damn right we did. Hell yeah. Yeah. We also <laughs> got a video package. We got a video package where Zach Wentz was uh, uh, talking about how his father passed and his father wanted him to have his dream uh, come true. So you got Zach Wentz crying saying, he wanted me to be a sports entertainer. Oh. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm sorry about your dad. I'm also sorry you had to say it like that. Yeah. That's a uh, that's 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 a shame right there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So okay. What was the f- Nash Nash Carter? Nash Carter is the name. See, like the uh, the missing link between uh, Nick Carter and Aaron Carter is Nash Carter somewhere in the well, middle. I'm there? amazed he gets to be Nash Carter because there's already Caden Carter in NXT. She's uh, one of the random women jobbers there, mm-hmm. and there's Ben mm-hmm. Carter who just debuted in NXT UK. They're laying the groundwork, man. They're going to take over uh, the company from all different brands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as they, uh, they they grew up in the same um, orphanage because you know he lost his father. Um, yes. So you know they were they were orphans and they they came together. They adopted the one name and decided to take over the world of pro wrestling from the inside. So they made their names on indies and 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 lesser promotions, only to find their way in WWE on different brands, yes. so that they can infiltrate and take it down from the inside. Because uh, at one point when they were at the orphanage. Um, a missile was uh, was launched and it fell inside the orphanage, but it did not explode. Uh, but the only word on the side of the missile was McMahon. So they're trying to take down <laughs> the WWE uh, because of their orphanage in Sokovia got bombed to hell. See, I appreciate the fact that you're going for the the whole uh, <laughs> Avengers reference there. I'm just saying they're all related to Dixie Carter and they're trying to get revenge for Impact. Why do you take the easy road? Come on, I just spun this whole web here. You know? <laughs> anyway yeah that that's 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 a big thing from nxt this week let's go ahead and pull it together with a quick look at at diamante yeah aew dynamite had the dynamite. second night of new Year's smash not as momentous as evening as new Year's smash night one but it certainly well, was not without its great matches including uh, a hell of an opening match between pack and eddie kingston it, it was already better than the previous week because it was 100 percent less chris jericho commentary <laughs> fair point, so fair point. they had that going for them from the jump which was nice yes uh pack kingston absolutely awesome very hard-hitting uh pack's chest was totally lit up yeah uh, he was hamburgered hamburgasted yeah. Yeah, and uh, Eddie Kingston was selling his ass off in that match, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, side note, did you listen to Kingston on oral sessions? No. Was it good? Yeah, there's, there's some good stuff on there. Yeah. Uh, it feels like I've, something I've, I've been dabbling on the to. oral sessions. Well, we'll dabble there. Yeah. Um, but basically, it looks like, uh, yes, Pac finally defeated Eddie Kingston, and now it looks like we're getting a Pac Lance Archer feud, which. Uh, yes, please. Very much into that. Um, also, uh, Miro defeated Chuck Taylor, which means Chuck Taylor will be Miro's butler. They changed it from young boy to butler, probably because <laughs> someone had the mental image of Chuck Taylor in a and tux. It, yeah. And uh, really, that's a 10 out of 10. Not a bad <laughs> match by any means. It was a fine Photoshop. Um, yeah, no, the the match, I think, accomplished what it needed to. Chuck had a little fiery run at the start, and then, you know, Miro turned it on and dominated yeah. the rest of the way. So, um, so yeah, I, I like the way that they kind of just, like, dragged him away from OC at the end. He's like, he belongs to me now, and you can't, <laughs> you know, you can't be around him. Now OC's all alone. So yes. uh, I wonder if this means uh, somebody's going to attack OC and start another feud. Yeah, we, we shall see. Uh, the Inner Circle had their New Year's resolutions in a uh, segment that I thought was going to crash and burn, but was pretty much saved single-handedly uh, by MJF, who uh, whose general mic work and deadpan delivery of lines like, why are you booing food? 
uh, <laughs> what was really the highlight of it. Uh, this was to finally call out a bit of a logic issue uh, in uh, AEW as uh, right. Chris Jericho keeps trying to go for the tag belts with other teams and they got a perfectly good tag team right there and proud and powerful. Right, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we're fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we've got uh next week MJF and Jericho going against Santana Ortiz and Sammy and Jake Hager or Sammy, Sammy Hager. Hager. <laughs> <laughs> uh in a three-way to determine who will be the official tag team of the Inner Circle. Uh also, I just want to say for as much as I hate Jake Hager, Jake Hager is the guy who just says one thing repeatedly in a promo is my new favorite thing. It works surprisingly well, uh, probably because it's just one word he has to remember. And that's about the maximum his peanut brain can handle. So, um, so yeah, that, that works well. Um, I mean, P and P have to win this, right? I, if they or, don't, there's a serious issue. I mean, I guess storyline wise for the inner circle, a MJF Jericho tag team, would be interesting. Or this could be how Proud and Powerful leave the inner circle. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's true. I mean, there's a lot of people there. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of, uh, it's, you know, the inner circle is uh, has expanded. Um, uh, so, yes. yeah. Uh, the Dark Order seems to have officially recruited Hangman Page. Uh, there was a fun backstage segment there where, uh, as of uh, next week's episode, Hangman Page will finally make a decision. Uh, he's tagging with them in an eight-man tag on Wednesday, but uh, he will finally let them know in front of the televised home audience as to uh, whether or not he will be joining the Dark Order. I, I, I think it's perfect. I, I saw a bit of fantasy booking online, um, which obviously won't happen now, but uh, the suggestion they had was like, uh, Evil Uno finds like the sacred parchment and it shows a cowboy leading the... <laughs> The Dark Order, and and I, I would think that'd be such a great little thing to add there, but I don't think we're going to get that. But it's, it should be a yes, though. I mean, yeah. it would it, it makes the most sense for you know they're in dire need of leadership, yeah. um, sadly. Um, but uh, and Hangman's looking for a new a new crew to roll with, and you know he get appreciated, which I always felt like that was the bit of you know, his drama with the elite is that he mm -hmm. was just kind of this other guy that wasn't, you know, being appreciated. So I feel like yeah. this is really fulfilling his need for just a anxious millennium, uh, millennial cowboy needs to feel loved. And yeah. this is, this is it. Yeah. And, and also I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think probably the original idea was this idea of him getting indoctrinated and kind of the heel cult and, and, you know, the, the idea would be his big face turn. I think instead it's like his face turn is he found non-toxic friends who, needed his friendship to also turn face. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I, I think they kind of, you know, uh, due to some unfortunate real life scenarios landed in, in just as an effective place. Yeah. Um, something that's a little less effective though, was the six man tag with the elite as Kenny Omega and the tag team champions. Wink, wink. We're going to have a six man tag against the varsity blondes and Danny limelight. The tag team in question ended up being, the b -b boys, the b -b 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 boys, the good brothers, yeah, Doc the good Ellis bros. and Carl Anderson. And I was reminded very quickly of as entertaining as a guy as Doc Gallows is, man, he's the shits in the ring. Well, he's got a boot. Yep. That's it. Carl that's Anderson, it. horribly underrated. As a no, talent, he's great. But Doc Gallows is a big nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, on his own. 
good luck. But at yes. least with uh, at least with uh, with with uh, machine gun there, yeah. it's it's something watchable. And you know, Kenny Kenny doesn't hurt either. Yeah, um, <clears throat> some serious shine on Danny Limelight too. That dude has a he terrible. Great. T- that dude is as good as the ring as his tattoos are terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, AEW has a strong history of terrible tattoos. So. Very very true. Um, but this was really more to build a storyline is after the match, John Moxley's music played. He ran out for a fight. He did pretty well for himself for a bit against three guys. Yeah. Ended up being outnumbered. The Lucha bros ran down. Yeah. Which was interesting. So then, uh, you know, all the jobbers ran out to try to break it up. Uh, then the young bucks came out to try to talk Moxley down, but the Lucha bros, they remember the tag feud of 2019. They, uh, hit some super kicks on the bucks and it turned into another brawl as Omega and Callus escape. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can run um, Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros, you know, for two months of every year in perpetuity, and I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> until somebody breaks a neck. Now, it's all, let's. It's all fun and games. Let's talk about. Losses and I. Let's talk about hmm. a real roller coaster of a segment as the waiting room made its AEW Dark <laughs> debut. They say uh. you should not insult something until you have something nice to say. So I will say the opening of the segment where it was uh, Britt Baker dunking on Cody was amazing. You do the Britt Baker, Britt Baker roast of insert person here as a talk segment uh, on the show. And I'm fucking there because, yeah. Uh, yeah, she her delivery was great. The jokes were funny for the most part. I think, you know, probably like 80 percent of them landed. Um yeah. You know, any joke about Cody's neck tat, I'm there for. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 low hanging fruit. I get that. But it's so terrible. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the tattoo is that yeah. I'm like, OK, yeah, let's uh, let's let's keep picking them for it. But, yeah, then you get, uh, you know, Cody comes out and he's you know, ask him a question. And then before you can uh, hear his response, you cut him off. And then, yeah, Cody said literally nothing. Nothing. The entire segment. Nothing. Yeah. And, and then, then Jade Cargill shows up. Jade Cargill shows up for some reason and says, you know, nobody cares about Brandy's pregnancy, which is funny because she's the one who brought it up. Uh, she demanded. Well, Britt, an, did. Britt uh, well, mentioned it. She demanded an opponent. Said if Brandy ever returns, she's going to beat her ass. So here comes Red Velvet. So I guess the Cody and Cody and Brandy versus Shaq and Jade Cargill feud is now Red Velvet versus Jade Cargill and Jade Cargill, by the way, since she last had a microphone, clearly had not picked up a microphone since (laughs) still where she was. So that turns into a big pull apart brawl with uh, all All of the women, all of the AEW dark women jobbers getting involved, which was only saved by Brit trying to film it. Right, and Which then I love random randomly via satellite up pops Thunder Rosa. Well, before that, randomly the video of Britt Baker's attack on Thunder Rosa plays on the screen. Oh yeah, that's right. They they didn't even throw to it or anything. Just just went up there. Yeah, which made no sense whatsoever. So you go. Yeah. So basically, you go from <laughs> good to segment which kind of blows to segment which is kind of saved a little bit to video for no apparent reason to a good promo. On the yeah. world's shittiest webcam from <laughs> Thunder Rosa, 
<laughs> and it turns out that we're going to have Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa finally happening on February 3rd at Beach Break. And the only thing that saved that was Britt Baker's ad libs of Tony said, Tony told me it wasn't going to happen. He promised me it wasn't going to happen. No, I don't want to go to the beach. Like the whole thing was just really well done from her perspective. But yeah, what a weird fucking like who looked back at this and went, you know what? This works like it was way too much. Yeah, they 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 try to do too many different things. And yeah, just kind of a mess. Um, FTR should be dope, though. Yeah, the, the the match, the Rosa Britt Baker match should be awesome. Yeah, not the Jade Cargill Red Velvet match yeah, necessarily. No. no, the person who's been on AEW Dynamite once in a match versus the woman who's been on AEW three times, four times. Yeah, yeah, not very good. Uh, FTR had a tag match against the Jurassic Express. It was fine. I, I really wasn't blown away one way or another. I mean, it. It, I think it accomplished what it needed to. Uh, you know, Marco, for being, you know, the little uh, mud person twink he is, I think it's fun <laughs> to watch. I mean, Did you call him a mud person? <laughs> a mud, a mud, mud person twink. Yeah. He's from Mississippi. Mississippi okay, mud people. Okay. That's uh, fair. That's fair. <laughs> the twink uh, I understood, the mud person was like, got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, his little uh, bursts of explosiveness and the, the tandem offense with Jungle Boy, I think, worked well. Um, he's one of those things that works, pardon the pun, better in small doses. Uh, you know, if we're seeing this combo of Jurassic Express on the reg, I think it would – well, it wouldn't make any sense for one. Not if you want to win matches, because you got fucking Luchasaurus right out there ready to spin kick a motherfucker's head off. But yeah, uh, but yeah I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, I really, I really want to see Marco versus Tully Blanchard though. I like. I feel like that's 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 the payoff right here. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know. You know, Tully's up there. Yeah, but yeah, but you know, they, they, I'm sure they could do. They could work a, a their way around that to missiles. make for some, something fun. So a match that was surprisingly good was Serena Deeb defending the NWA Women's Championship against Tay Conti. Tay Conti's getting like leaps and bounds better, which if that isn't like the biggest indictment of the WWE developmental system, I don't know what is. Yeah, I mean, I would like to say that I paid a lot of attention to the wrestling in this match. (laughs) (laughs) Very athletic gear from uh, Tay Conti. Oh, my God. Oh boy, I uh, man, the, them cheeks. <laughs> the, I want, um, mm. yeah. Yes. But the main yeah. event of the evening to clap was those cheeks. Main event of the evening was for the TNT Championship. Darby Allen finally defending against FTW Champion Brian Cage. This yeah. match absolutely rolled. Okay, I, I was curious to see hear your uh, your take on this because I agree a hundred percent. This is exactly what it needed to be. It yes. needed to be Brian Cage just fucking yeeting uh, Darby Allen from the ring to yeah. the announcers table and through it, yes. shattering it into a million and a half pieces, and just tossing you know uh, this little goth twink around. Um, yes. and it was it was absolutely perfect. Like even the the extra stuff that was involved in there with uh, with Ricky Starks, who looked just ridiculously obnoxious in the yes, best kind of the, way. The, the jean leggings he was wearing oh, my was, God. was quite a choice. And by the and way, the velvet slippers. Slip-on uh, yeah. Hook being the personification of every single lax bro I went to high school with really <laughs> working for him. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Never have him talk, please. Yes, ever. He, he also kind of puts off a Brock Turner vibe, which isn't great. Uh, <laughs> but you It know. does make him hateable, though. It it does, and his dad is in a power position, uh, a yeah, position yeah. of power. Strike that, reverse it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the match was fucking awesome, even with all the the Sting stuff. You know, Sting coming out to to help even the score, but not yeah. get involved. Yes. And that top rope uh, crucifix bomb uh, yes. was a, a brilliant finish for that match. Brilliant finish, callback to the beginning mm. of the t- entire uh, Taz uh, Darby Allen feud. Yeah. Because uh, for those who may not remember, uh, Taz offered to help Darby after Darby <laughs> lost in the TNT title tournament to Cody by a top rope crucifix bomb. Yep. And of course, Dar- what Darby told Taz at the time was, don't worry, I've got it figured it figured out. And he got to prove in this instance. Yeah, he did have it. He did figure it out. Yeah. Uh, I-, I-, I thought that was a very nice touch. Um, absolutely wild match. Uh, it-, it-, it was the best of both guys worlds. You had Darby Allen as the reckless daredevil. You had Brian cage as the unbeatable meat machine. Yeah. Uh, just (laughs) decimating everything in his path. Um, I mean, Oh God, he, he, he laid like six consecutive power bombs on that kid. Yes. I was like, Jesus Christ, Uh, brutal, unrelenting, yet somehow incredibly fun. Uh, a great match from both guys. Uh, Darby Allen, uh, the thing that's funny is Darby Allen has gone on record as saying that skateboarding has wrecked his body more than pro wrestling has. Mm, <laughs> maybe your ankle and knees. Yeah. But your uh, neck if you and keep back. this up, I think you might change it, Darb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great match, great showcase for both guys and a great way to wrap up uh, New Year smash next week's show. Sounds like kind of a miss. Um, as we've got the aforementioned three-team tag, uh, we've got Matt Hardy and Private Party versus Matt Seidel in top flight. We've got the Dark Order of John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Colt Cabana, and Hangman Page against the Hybrid 2 and Chaos Project. Uh, we've got a match now off. Uh, it was originally supposed to be Nyla Rose versus Layla Hirsch, but Nyla uh, came in contact with someone with COVID, so she's off the show. John Moxley's got a squash, and Cody Rhodes is going against Peter Avalon. Okay. So basically, they know that the inauguration coverage is going to absolutely squash them, <laughs> and they aren't trying. So kind of a miss, but well, uh, yeah. Also, you know, as we've said before, after they have these big shows, um, they need you know to rebuild and start mm-hmm. working on new angles and stuff like that. So this this is definitely. You know, probably going to be one of those shows. And yeah, the, the inauguration probably does have something to do with it. Yeah. And you know what? All else fails. They just should have Tay Conti and Anna Jay just hang out on television. Just Yeah. You know what? I think what you have to do is you have to um, drop a uh, a box of, uh, of paper clips, a big box of paper clips on the ground. And uh, have a game where you know you you can't uh, you can't lay or or basically you just have to have them bending over and showing us their asses for two hours, please. <laughs> that's that's what I'm getting at. Let's go big, show. Come on, let's do it. Want to examine that butthole? 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough House, House podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Do you have the lifelong desire to be a professional wrestler, but none of the ability... Does your physique scream beat up instantly? Does your wrestling dream involve being crushed nightly by your wrestling idols? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm North Carolina's own Tex Orleans, and I run the Jobber Placement Agency. If losing is what you desire, then you're in luck. Losing is our business, and business is good. We'll teach you how to be as bland as possible, how to mount zero offense, and the long-lost art of already being in the ring. If you act now, we'll throw in 10 of our signature in-ring body poses, including peace sign, the I'm number one sign, and just simply raising your fists over your head. With the Job Replacement Agency, you will find work losing on a continual basis with the regional promotion, or my name is not North Carolina's own, Tex Orleans.